Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. And welcome back to Coast to Coast. George Norrie with you. Many people have lost trust in many, many things. Our guest tonight, Andy Thomas, is going to talk about that. He's one of the UK's leading researchers into unexplained mysteries and conspiracy theories. His many books include the acclaimed The Truth Agenda, The New Heretics, which came out in December, which explores paranormal phenomena, global cover-ups, prophecies with the, the truth agenda and vital signs. Widely described as a definitive guide to the controversial crop circle phenomenon, nominated for the Kindred Spirit Magazine's Best Book Award, Andy lectures regularly around the world and makes many regular appearances on TV and radio. And you can learn more at his website, truthagenda.org. The New Heretics is his latest work. Andy, welcome back to the program. It's very nice to be here. Thank you. How did you key in on this incredible theory of the New Heretics? So, I mean, I've been involved for a long time in researching, as you mentioned, conspiracies, the paranormal. Uh, And, you know, I've long had a sense that, of course, those things are treated not always with respect, let's put it like that, in the wider world. But what we've seen in the last couple of years, especially, of course, since the COVID phenomenon came in, is that people have got very, very divided. And we have a world now that no longer tolerates alternative views if they feel that it's in any way danger. So what, what we're finding is we're having an orthodoxy which is creeping in. And anybody that questions that in any way at all is now treated as an enemy. And I'm part of an email group. So there's a group of us, we've been talking about things like this for years. And, you know, if a story comes into the news or some new paranormal discovery or something, we'll share it, we'll discuss it. But when the COVID thing came in, and we won't get into the arguments about that, but there were people that immediately didn't believe it. There were some that believed everything they were told. And then there were some in the middle that they weren't sure, but they felt that, you know, they wanted to hear all sides of the debate. And the polarization that began to creep in into just our small group was, I thought, uh, you know, basically a, a microcosm of what was going on in the wider world. And we now have a phenomenon where people have got so divided that if somebody disagrees with them, not only is that other person wrong, but they they become the enemy, they become the opposition. And we see this in so many walks of life. You know, we've got left versus right, old versus young, climate deniers versus those that believe that we're all in danger, and so on. There's an endless series of divisions, but we all wind up shouting across the chasm at each other, and we don't listen We don't understand why somebody else might have a different viewpoint. So the new heretics is a way of trying to put everything back on the table, a way of trying to say, let's find ways to disagree with each other without having to treat each other as the enemy. And that has become a very serious problem, and we can see it all around us. But equally, we now live in a world of deep censorship. And we need to share these ideas. So the new heretics puts everything in there that the mainstream, it would seem, doesn't want to talk about. But if we don't talk about it, we'll never understand why there are new heretics. And a heretic, of course, is somebody that stands against the orthodoxy. And they've always been there in history. But those that believe in conspiracies, those that believe in mysteries, have become literally the new heretics. 
And just to say that they shouldn't exist and we mustn't talk about them doesn't make their views go away. So what I'm trying to do here, and so far the response to the book shows me that there is a real need for this book, is to put it all back out there and say, you don't have to agree with somebody to be able to hear them out. And if you don't hear them out, you're basically breeding extremism, because when people are not heard, they feel they have to shout all the louder. So that's what the New Heretics is. It's a way of bringing all of this back out and not hiding it but trying to find ways to communicate with each other about these ideas that doesn't bring yet more division, because that doesn't help anybody. Andy, you're absolutely right, but what was it that got us to this point? Was it social media? Was it the ability for people to post their own things? What Something got us to this argumentative stage. And like I say, you're absolutely right. I've witnessed this now at places where people who are friends disagree on politics or something, and it's a screaming match. In the old days, you could negotiate, talk, have a couple of glasses of wine with each other, and be friends. Now people walk away and they're angry at each other. What, what was it that got them to that point? Well, I think you're absolutely right. Uh, There's always been, of course, you know, a certain amount of polarization in the world. That's the way human beings are. But it it has totally accelerated. Social media, I think, brings many gifts. And I don't think we should ever demonize it. But, of course, yeah, what it's done is enable people to share opinions very quickly. Those opinions may not be that well thought out necessarily, but they're shared almost instantly. So something happens in the world, somebody reacts, they post it, other people repost it, but of course then immediately other people come back and and say they don't agree. And so what you lack today, and I think this is the big difference, is that old word that nobody uses anymore, nuance. And nuance is where you you accept that actually there's a big variety of views and a big variety of different bits of evidence out there that need to be considered before you get to that kind of gut inside where you you respond. However, and this is the other big thing, and social media has been used for this, but you also see it far more widely. We've all been encouraged for years to react. And there's a chapter in The New Heretics looking at how we do this. Just look at the way advertising works. You know, look at the way a newspaper will scream a headline at you. They're there to make you react. Clickbait. You know, you look on a website and down the side there's all these kind of tantalizing stories. It wants you to respond in a very big way. It doesn't want a nuanced response. But of course, in the end, when you build up society to be like that, suddenly you find people are responding and reacting all the time without necessarily thinking through the way they're reacting or what the consequence of that will be. So that's the other big thing, is that we've actually been built up to react in this way, in this polarized way. And now it's permeated everything. As you say, families, friends, they're falling out, especially since things like COVID came along and the vaccine arguments which again, we won't get into here, but they've been very, very divisive. But it's no longer just a disagreement. We're seeing people falling out with each other. People are alienating themselves and saying, well, if you think that, I can't talk to you anymore. And that is a great sadness. 
And what the new heretics tries to do is bring everybody back and say, well, it doesn't actually need to be like that. We can acknowledge the differences. We can acknowledge even that we might not get the whole truth of this, but let's stop the overreacting because we've all been trained to do that. And that's actually not helping anybody anymore. So that's the other big thing that's changed. That, yeah, it's fine to have an opinion. It's fine to go from the gut on something. But it's always worth wondering if we haven't been led to do that. And that's when you get back into theories of divide and rule. Because certainly the more we're at, at each other's throats, and even just within the alternative community itself, that's what we're seeing. You know, where they used to be united, they're fighting each other, and somebody on the outside is laughing at that, because therefore, you know, their whole case has been weakened. And we shouldn't do that. We need to come back together, except there will be differences of opinion. But let's be united on this. You know, that there is something here worth ex exploring. There's something here worth investigation. We might not all come to the same conclusions, but let's not destroy ourselves from the inside. And that is what has happened, I'm afraid, to a large degree. There's a percent of people out there, Andy, that believe everything is a conspiracy. Everything. And I don't know what has made them do that, except of a distrust in government and a distrust in just what's happening on this planet these days. Well, I think one of the problems is we do know governments, uh, you know, they don't always tell the truth. It's the sad reality. They, do, they deceive us. They do deceive um, and yet then when a crisis erupts, like the pandemic, suddenly they expect us to trust them in a time of crisis when you can see all around you that they routinely do not tell us the whole truth or indeed actively obfuscate or, or mislead us. And that's the problem. And so the chickens come home to roost suddenly when a situation like what we've just been through the last few years erupts. And people say, well, why should I listen to you? It's absolutely obvious you've got hidden agendas. And now you're saying that we have to only trust you, only listen to you. So, yeah, that, I'm afraid, is the problem. And when you have things going on in the world, like there are clearly very secret societies and there are all kinds of strange agendas going on there, which we know about, and some of it's not even denied, like the Bohemian Club, that worship a giant owl in California every year. You know, these things actually do happen. And yet we're told not to worry about that, not, not to really be too interested in that. It's just a little bit of harmless fun. But as we know, and as we've seen with the rise of QAnon, a lot of people don't think it's harmless fun. But then they, they will then build these scenarios up. They might be right, they might be wrong, but of course they will build them up and up until... They don't believe anything they're told by the authorities. And once you head down that road, yeah, you, you're basically in a place where what is it that people will ever need to trust the authorities? And that's where we've got. And the New Heretics discusses this at length. How do we get here? And what's the way forward here? People have a right to their beliefs, just telling them that they must not have those beliefs and that we must trust the authorities, even though they've shown that they're not trustworthy, that's not good enough. We need to bring everything back to the table and start again and, you know, work out how we can actually start to rebuild some way back to discerning what truth is, because I think we have lost that. But it's worth beginning that. And the book suggests ways forward in which we could do that. 
Andy, have you been following the truck drivers blockade in Canada? Yeah, absolutely, of course. And I've seen, you know, they're they're upset. The truck drivers are upset, and rightfully so, over the mandates of the vaccine. I, uh, there's a simple solution to this blockade: end the mandate. Just simply tell people if you want to get a vaccine, get a vaccine. That's up to you. It's your choice. But to mandate people to do things like that, I think, is wrong. And it's upsetting the entire planet. It is. And again, I think this is where you realize that those in power perhaps have failed to understand just how much it means to somebody if you tell them that they cannot decide whether or not a substance goes inside their body. Uh, and I think that they thought, and even if they're doing it pure with purely good intentions, believing the health of the planet will be better like this, they underestimated that you can't just force someone to do something that drastic. We know, and it's officially acknowledged, there are bad effects for some people, even if they say that's the absolute minority. But therefore, to say, but you no longer have a choice, yeah. I, I do think it's a worrying pathway because when you're in a world of enforced medication, you're on the road to an absolute sci-fi dystopia that we've always thought was wrong. You know, we've always seen things like that as the road to tyranny. And yet now it's been sold to us as the solution to the world's problems. But they've met, especially the truckers being a good example, such opposition. You're getting, as we've seen with uh, Novak Djokovic, the, the tennis player, people saying, no, I'm not going to do this, even if you think I should do. And I think that has taken authorities by surprise. The problem, though, is instead of saying, OK, maybe we need to look at this again, what they do is they get ever harder and they try to silence these dissenting voices, the new heretics, they are pushed to the side. The media will not acknowledge them, or if it does, it never gives you their side of the argument. And I really noticed that, like with the truckers. They've been covered over here, so here I am in the UK. The story has been covered, but they never get to the core of what it is they're objecting to. They very carefully skirt around that. Yep. So yep. you're always kind of left having to guess exactly why these people object. And if you are somebody that does what you were told and you're used to going with orthodoxy, they don't understand. They can't understand because the media won't give it to them what the arguments are. And thus, it just creates more polarization. They're told to believe these people are terrible people for questioning. And it's not like that. And that whole phrase, anti-vax, has become a sort of a slightly false division. Many people who are concerned about the current vaccine are not anti-vax. They're just worried about endless boosters and what the long-term effects of something, which is fairly new, might be. And I think that's not unreasonable. And to me, if you want to be vaccinated, that is absolutely correct. You should have that choice. But equally, if you do not wish to be, you should also have that choice. And informed choice is the other thing. That's right. Both sides, everybody should get informed before they go down that road of medication. But we're being told that... We mustn't do that. We must just do what we are told. And the resistance is huge. So now we've seen that. And the truckers is just one example. Over here in England, there's been a lot of protests. Many of them have not received much coverage in the mainstream media. Or if they do, it's only to show it when trouble erupts, you know. 
So, yeah, with, so what that's done there is create this polarized situation that we are now in. It doesn't, it doesn't provide a resolution. It just leaves everybody more divided and shouting at each other again across this abyss of disagreement. That's not a way forward. So we need now to start looking at, at ways forward. And I really do hope that the establishment will learn something from these protests. Will they? Well, that remains to be seen. There are doctors in this country who are opposed to the vaccines or they have their own views of COVID and they are chastised for their views. Some of them even losing their licenses, Andy, to practice medicine. I know. Well, that's the thing. When you actually get medical experts who question you think that there should be something here worth discussing. So over here we have the National Health Service. And just recently, they had initially said all national health workers must be vaccinated by a certain date. But there were so many that were still refusing to. They realized that actually, if they compelled them to be vaccinated, they were going to lose a significant proportion of their staff and the National Health Service will collapse. So they've had to actually go back on that. And they've now said they do not need to be vaccinated. But that tells you a lot that people, even with medical knowledge, are saying, I'm not sure about this. And when you have people like that resisting, they have to be listened to. It doesn't mean a vaccine's bad. It doesn't mean it's good. You know, that's for other people to decide. But there's clearly a debate. And yet we've been told there is no debate and you're not allowed to have that debate. But it's very plain that is not what everyday people feel in their gut. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.